Welcome to another edition of the YXC Sports Podcast for the week of April the 27th. Ray Morrison joins me. And before I get to you, Ray, we are now sponsored. This podcast is now brought to you by Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar in Saskatoon. So a big Great thank stuff. you to them uh, for, uh, for hopping on board. Uh, it is Monday, the day of this recording. How was the weekend, Ray? Uh, the weekend was great. Uh, went out and saw your niece. You can keep your visits to within a household. Yep. So we chose the household to where your niece lives, and we went out and uh, had our one visit. Now we're safely back uh, where we are. I'm in uh, College Park. You're in Nutana. Producer Ian is uh, in his uh, neighborhood as well in Caswell. So we are uh, socially and separately distancing, but had a great weekend. How about you? Yeah, it was good. The, uh, the sun was uh, shining all weekend with the exception yeah. of Sunday. It was a little rainy, which is okay, too. But yep. uh, had a great weekend, even got a little bit of a sunburn on Saturday, so that was fantastic. It's yeah, uh, good, good to see that sunburn season uh, is here. Speaking of seasons, uh, big news from the NBA towards the end of last week. They have announced that they are going to be opening training facilities uh, come May 1st. Uh, any workouts will be voluntary and should be individual, but uh, I think that might mean that we might be closer to the end or we, we might be seeing professional sports sooner than, rather than later. Would you agree? Well, I don't know about that. I mean, it'll all depend on where the numbers go. And, you know, there are, I, I'm sure, Matt, and I'm just guessing here. By the way, this was a report that came out from ESPN yeah. that, uh, that the NBA is going to be allowing teams to open practice facilities starting on, uh, on Friday, May the 1st. It's, uh, our record date is April the 27th here, the Monday. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm still taking a look at some of the numbers and some of the hotspots in the United States, and I know they're itching to get going. I, I totally get that. We all are. We all want to get back to some normalcy. But this might be a little bit too early because if you open those training facilities, uh, one, there's lots of pressure to keep them more sanitary than you've ever kept an NBA practice facility. So that's one. But secondly, you're really, you know, depending on who's around to enforce this stuff, you know, pretty soon a one-person workout turns into a three-person workout that turns into – and I, I, I don't know. At this juncture of April the 27th, uh, unless it can be strictly enforced, and maybe there is a way, um, I, think, I think this might be a smidge too soon. What about you? I Well, yeah, it's tough to say which way this will go, but I'm looking at it as, well, it's optimistic. I mean, if the NBA is trying to open these training facilities, then that must mean that there's something there to say, hey, we might see the, the end or closer to the end uh, or something like that, and we might be able to get basketball and sports back sooner than later. So that's the way that I choose to look at things. I just tend to have a more optimistic outlook on this, <laughs> unlike yourself. Uh, but, that's okay, but that's okay too. Um, but, uh, anyways, that's kind of where I'm at. I mean, I just kind of think that, Hey, this might be, this might mean that it's closer to the end than the beginning. And the NBA was really the first professional uh, sports league to cancel their season back in March. Yeah. And then yeah. other leagues followed suit there too. So it'll be interesting well, to see yeah. if, if other leagues follow suit, but uh we don't think the NHL is going to go that way, as per Gary but, Bettman. You know what? And, and having said what I just said about the NBA, I mean, I, I just think that you might be playing with fire here a little bit. It would only take one team to have a misstep in order for 
um, the league as a whole to have a setback in the wake of this pandemic. Now, having said that, you bring up a good point that I want to bring up. Let's not forget it was the NBA that had the foresight with a full arena to suspend their season after one player tested positive. It was, it was the NBA the first, and that's a gutsy call to, to, with a full arena to call off a season, but it was those few weeks ago that the NBA was um, the first to do that, and it was the right call. It wouldn't have been an easy call, and for that, uh, the National Basketball Association, they certainly do deserve credit for that. And, uh, yeah, so uh, we might think that uh, the NHL might follow uh, in their footsteps. There's been a ton of rumors and reports that the NHL is ready to get back at it in June, and it's kind of tough to, you know, believe that sort of stuff because it hasn't really been 100% credible. Uh, But Gary Bettman says, ah, not so fast because uh, it kind of sounds like they're going to be taking the approach of bringing in medical doctors and professionals before they can kind of get the green light to go ahead. Yeah, see, that was a conversation between Gary Bettman and Ron McLean. The, uh, Ron McLean has done these series of in-conversations that Sportsnet has been running, which has actually been quite good, and we'll get to the television mm-hmm. uh, network situation here in a, in a moment. But, yeah, Bettman was open and honest with McLean, saying, look, this is going to be up to medical people and governments. Will all, ultimately, they will make the call on a return. What was interesting about that, though, was, um, you know how you and I were talking a little bit about uh, – some areas that might be hosting some NHL neutral site tournaments. Yeah. Apparently that's off. Now the most recent reports, and I think these come from Elliot Friedman at Sportsnet as well, is uh, the fact that um, if the NHL, let's say they hold this four city NCAA final four type tournament where there's uh, you know, maybe two, three games a day. And some Gary Bedman made a good point when he said, you know, we can't really do this in a, in a neutral site area. You think about Saskatchewan Place, great facility, even though it's, it's, it's up there for, for a building that's 30-plus years old. It is, it is a great building, but let's face it, the new NHL facilities, how will the NHL teams make money if there's no one in the stands? Television. And a lot of these new buildings are made for television, so that's one thing. But the other thing, too, is some of these new facilities are also quite elaborate in other ways. And what you're going to need is you're going to need uh, many dressing rooms. If you're going to hold two, three games a day, that's just the reality of it. And so that's kind of why this would fall back to some NHL cities like Edmonton with the newer arenas that, you know, you could host two, three games a day, four to six teams per day. That's not an easy, easy thing to do. And again, these television broadcasts would have to look very, very good because the NHL would be counting on sponsorship dollars from television more so than they ever have just due to the fact that uh, there probably won't be an opportunity to have the ticket buying public um, involved. So Matthew, as someone that grew up in Saskatoon, and is old. Are, are you... <clears throat> Would you oh, be, you're talking about me. Oh, okay. I'm talking, talking about, about you. you. I'm talking about you. <laughs> Would you be upset about the fact that these weren't held at neutral sites like uh, Saskatoon and, you know, Fargo and well, wherever, some of the places they were talking about? No, because it sounds like uh, those neutral site games were going to be held without fans anyways. Yeah, I know. But, when, yeah. I mean, that's true. I mean, you're right. Nobody in, nobody in central Saskatchewan could go to a game anyway because yeah. they're going to be bad. From, yeah. No, so I to get me, that. that doesn't, to me, that doesn't much matter. By yeah. the way, the one, no, uh, 
yeah. So we'll we'll have to see. The one idea that was spitballed is each one city in each division would end up hosting uh, playoff games for for that division uh, or whatever. Uh, more, but we will uh, touch on that uh, a little bit later. More locally, okay. uh, speaking about basketball, the Saskatchewan Rattlers signed some homegrown talent last week. Really cool to see Evan Ostertag, former Husky, signed with the Saskatchewan Rattlers. Who is a uh, very, 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 very distant cousin of yours. Yes. We won't bore anybody with that story. No. Too far uh, but, down the line, but... Too far down the line, but yeah. uh, I believe he's a former Holy Cross Crusader. Yep. Evan Ostertag, he played for the U.S. Huskies, so that's uh, kind of neat. And this Armani Brooks, he was a big name from the NBA G League, and he was another player that the Rattler signed. So they're still signing players. It'll be interesting to see if uh, play uh, that was supposed to start in May will now start in June or not. We just heard the news uh, today, as a matter of fact, I believe yesterday or today, the 27th of April, that the Calgary Stampede has officially been called off. So people are looking into those big summer events and calling those off already as well. So um, it's going to be interesting to see if the uh, Canadian Elite Basketball League is going to be able to get their season going in June. You're not talking about 50,000 fans of many games. You're talking yeah. about three, 4,000 fans. So maybe sure. there is a way that they can in year two, uh, get going in June here. For sure. We did mention off the top that uh, our podcast is now sponsored. And right now at Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar, they're offering daily specials starting at just $10 when you order curbside pickup. Things like their family combo feature, two Wendell burgers and four mini burgers, or six hand-breaded chicken tenders with fries for just 30 bucks. Stay safe and eat great with Wendell Clark's Grill and Bar on the corner of Circle and Idlewild. So once again, uh, big thanks to Gary and Byron for hopping on board there. Those, you know, I'm starting to think that they're actually doing some work over there. I, yeah, it's amazing. I, 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 right? Yeah, yeah. I'm actually <laughs> think they're starting to pull their weight over there. This is, uh, this could be the biggest breaking news of the show here. So make sure that uh, you keep those two busy and uh, fantastic service That's right. and food Absolutely. and uh, fantastic, pe- fantastic people uh, yep. as well. Speaking of uh, things in Saskatoon, the WHL Banton draft was held last week. Now this is cool. 15 players from Saskatoon were taken in the 2020 WHL Bantam draft. That's one less than the record of 16, which was taken in 2007. Of course, that number comes from uh, Darren Zeri of the Star Phoenix. That's who had the article and broke down the numbers. Uh, How about this? Uh, 10 players were taken in the first 104 picks, and that is the best ever for players from Saskatoon. Terrific. Oh, that's, that's great stuff. Yeah. Darren did a good job on that story. And, uh, you know, tip of the hat to the longtime head of Saskatoon minor hockey, Kelly Bowes, when you start talking about those kind of players that are being swallowed up in the Bantam draft, he's obviously doing a pretty good job in running Saskatoon minor hockey where a lot of those young guys would have, uh, would have, uh, grown up playing before they got their looks from their Western hockey league team. So that's, uh, that's, Great news. But the only yeah. problem with that, though, is now you're starting to make me itch for hockey again. Yeah. But, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, fair enough. But, no, I mean, I, you know, I, I don't know about you. You were around minor hockey a long time just with myself and, you know, my older brother Adam going through the minor ranks. And, you know, I yep. think uh, for the most part, me and Adam enjoyed our time in the SMHA. And, you know, just from a development standpoint, right, like the coaches, especially at the younger yep. levels, are, are so important. And they're so good in terms of, you know, developing uh, – players and and people and making sure that the kids all have fun at certain levels uh, and stuff like that. Uh, 53 Saskatchewan players uh, were taken, including Rhett Ravendahl from Birch Hill, Saskatchewan. 
He was ah. uh, drafted by the Portland Winterhawks. So I said that uh, I said to Adam that Birch Hills would get a shout out today. Oh, is that right? Was, so the decorated yeah. Saskatoon Hilltop, Adam Morrison gets his plug of Birch Hills there. Who now just runs the town of Birch Hills. It's amazing. Now he, that, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Star <laughs> of the Birch Hills Blackhawks now. Uh, good. No. <laughs> but, uh, congratulations no, that's, to him. Uh, so. That's great news. Hey, so um, we always kind of end the show on something like this. So what, uh, it, or is there anything that has caught your eye on television as the sports networks continue to do all of these reruns lately? Uh, well, I did find it interesting. I was actually watching a uh, 2017 Ottawa Senators playoff game over the weekend. That was, yep. the, that was the year that they were one goal away from going to the Stanley Cup final, but instead Pittsburgh went. Uh, and I just, it, to this day, it still is just absolutely flabbergasting that they dismantled their locker room after being one goal away from heading to the Stanley Cup final. But that's a story for a different day. But no, other than that, um, yeah, some of the games were really cool. Uh, I haven't seen a whole ton, or I didn't see a whole ton over the past week or so. I still say that that uh, 67 Leafs championship that was on last weekend or two weekends ago uh, was was quite something for uh, for the eyes. But uh, you, uh, being a Habs fan, were uh, was quite thrilled about the 93 final because there was some cool stuff that went along with that. Well, of course, 93 was the year. The last time a Canadian team won a Stanley Cup was uh, Jacques Demers. I was lucky enough to meet Jacques Demers, too, before he, right. uh, he had yeah. his stroke. Him and I were... Um, I was lucky enough to be an MC as he was in Saskatoon doing a reading program. And I was lucky enough to kind of MC some events with him and hang out with him. And that was a great thrill when you think about what a Canadiens uh, fanatic I've been uh, since I've been, uh, since I've been on the planet, but no Sportsnet did a really terrific thing. Uh, you know, these networks are trying to be innovative, right? And some mm. of the stuff lands and some of it doesn't necessarily land when everybody's in isolation. But one of the things that happened was they had Ron McLean and Wayne Gretzky narrate the deciding game of the Stanley Cup final. And it was kind of interesting to hear Wayne Gretzky, you know, just give per, like a, a perspective that you wouldn't normally hear. And one of the guys he ended up talking about who, you know, you'd have to look up the stats. And if you went to the 1993 roster, you'd see his name, but you don't think about it when it comes to that series for the Canadians, because you think of Kirk Muller and Guy Carboneau and, and Chuck Demers, the head coach. But he talked about the guys who were kind of just came out of nowhere and just made a difference. And one of those guys was Stefan Lebeau, who you will never hear talked about much at all. But just to, just to hear Wayne Gretzky talk about the, the insight into, you know, what that save by Kelly Rudy meant or, you know, to give up that goal to the Canadiens, man, it was, it was terrific stuff. And then eventually Kirk Muller joined uh, Ron and Wayne on that, uh, on that segment, but it was, that was really terrific. So that was, that was probably the thing that caught my eye. That was uh, something that did land for me anyway, as, uh, as, as we, as we say, these networks are kind of scrambling to, to keep fans engaged, you know, whether it's when one thing that didn't land in my opinion, I'm picking on the NBA a lot, but remember they had that horse competition? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. People are shooting this with an iPhone, and they're trying to go back and forth. That didn't, that didn't go. But this was, this was really good. I got a Snapchat earlier today uh, from my good buddy, uh, David Yuzik, and I know you don't know what Snapchat is. But anyways, um, <laughs> the, 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 it, was, uh, it was a Sportsnet thing, and they were trying to describe or break down the best arena sounds. 
like the best sounds that you hear in an arena. And yep. yeah, that's just something that I have no interest in. But uh, yeah, so, but like you said, I mean, kudos to them for trying new things, I suppose. Oh they yeah, had- no, it was, it was, it was, it was this, this stuff with Wayne. And, you know, I recall Ron McClain mentioning in, in public when he was speaking or whatever, that one of the cool things in his mind would be, you know, they talked about, okay, so Don Cherry is considerably older than you. What are you going to do when he retires? What would you like to see? And on more than one occasion, Ron McLean actually brought up Wayne Gretzky's name a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And the two of them were just, were just brilliant, just brilliant uh, in this. Do you want to? Uh, uh, I was ahead. just going to say Wayne Gretzky uh, and Alexander Ovechkin also uh, played a game of NHL 20 and uh, last week. And, televised that or not televised but it was on the web but anyway uh the they raised money for charity uh by doing that and yeah wayne gretzky, you know what yeah. wayne gretzky actually won a game of nhl 20 <laughs> which was amazing but uh he admitted uh that both him and alexander ovechkin should stick to their day jobs Boy, what, there, uh, you know what there, there are a lot of athletes that are doing a lot of good for a lot of people right yeah, now and sure. you know as we talk you know they're always under the microscope but they're under fire and occasionally have a misstep but uh but but they but they really are what's uh just i know that you're pointing your finger at me so i'll get to you in a second but i'll lose this train of thought if i don't say it what game uh classic game would you like to see televised that you haven't yet you think about all the memorable hockey games in your mind that stick out what's one game that you'd love to just sit down and rewatch? boy well i would watch all every game of that 93 series yeah Right. <laughs> I would, Fair enough. I would, I, you know, I would, I would sit down and, and watch that. Um, but boy, I, you know, one thing I haven't seen, it would be great to see it front to back would be uh, Boston, St. Louis, um, okay. you know, yeah. 1970 when Bobby Orr scored the famous goal with him flying through the air yeah. to watch that front to back would be absolutely magnificent. So I would, I would probably go something along those lines. How about you? I don't know. I mean, I've already seen, you know, my Toronto yep. Maple Leafs win their uh, last Stanley Cup uh, 50 some years ago the other week. So I think that's pretty that, much, that's pretty much, caps it. Yeah. Pretty much wraps it yeah. up. I don't know. Um, yeah, there's, there's so many. Um, Chicago versus Boston from 2013, where um, Chicago uh, scored those two goals late in the third period to win yep. the Stanley Cup. They yep. were down by a goal and then they ended up scoring two goals in like a minute something. And then they came back to win the Stanley Cup. I remember that, but uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I don't know. Of course, a lot of this stuff, well, of course, what's interesting is a lot of this stuff is on YouTube. Yeah. You know, if you, I I noticed TSN was carrying a 2010 CFL game, a rider game against the Montreal Alouettes. Yeah. Um, And that was six overtimes. Yeah, exactly. And I was thinking to myself, boy, if somebody pulled out a tape of the 66 Grey Cup, that would be, (laughs) that would be terrific because there actually was a color broadcast of that game. That uh, is uh, on YouTube. And how about on the, this, uh, go ahead. How about the Labor Day game where Darian Durant just ran you over on the sidelines? No, I'm good. I don't I'd like to, to watch. I'd like to rewatch that one. Sorry, go ahead. My my shoulder still hurts when it rains. This date in history, April 27th, 1994, Dominic Hasek outduels Martin Brodeur. Hasek made 70 stops before his teammate Dave Hannon scored 543 into the fourth overtime to give the Sabres a win over the Devils in game six of the Eastern Conference Finals. So there you go. There's your 1994 memory. Even if the uh, Sabres would have lost that game, I still don't think you can get mad at Dominic Hasek. 70 saves? 70 stops. Yeah, 543 in the fourth overtime. Dave Hannon uh, with the winner. And uh, in net for uh, Jersey, of course, is Martin Brodeur. Yeah. 
That's Long fun. night for both those goaltenders. No kidding. <laughs> so there I you think, go. I think that pretty much wraps it up for this week's edition of the YXE Sports Podcast. Again, uh, now brought to you by Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar. Gary, Byron, get to work. Keep them busy. Uh, yep. This podcast uh, will be dropping. How do you like that for some terminology? Very good. Yeah, Very not good. so bad, yeah. right? Uh, we'll be dropping on uh, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, all the good streaming services. You can also head over to our website at yxesportspodcast.com. We have a Facebook page, also YXE Sports Podcast. Uh, so let us know your thoughts on this podcast. Uh, thanks once again to our producer, Ian Roach, for all the fantastic work who, that who he wanted does. Me, who wanted me to point out that Lewis Hamilton has just signed a new contract with Mercedes in Formula One. Right Oh, we don't we don't have time to dive into oh, that deeper. That's too bad. Yeah, that's Maybe unfortunate. Next Maybe next. So, there's your F1 plug in. So once again, <laughs> thanks for all the work that you do, and uh, yeah, give this a listen. Let us know what you think. Until uh, next week at this time, we'll talk to you then. Uh, stay safe and take care.